When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Mackie. And since the Judd's Hockey Show crew doesn't let me actually come on their show and spew my hockey takes, I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite companies, Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is all about helping your business reach new levels of success through risk management. Find out more about how Federated can help protect your business at federatedinsurance.com. Federated, where it's our business to protect yours. Hockey! Yeah. Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And just like that, welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. Judd and Declan Goff. And if if I don't sound too happy, well, I'm not right now. Because game one of the Wilds playoff series against the St. Louis Blues, a series in which they had home ice advantage, or at least they had it. Uh, game one in which we expected the Wild to be extremely competitive, in which we expected a great hard-fought Series. I repeatedly heard people around the league today saying this might be the best series in the National Hockey League uh, in the playoffs. Forget the first round. Well, the Wild lose four to nothing to the Blues in what can best be described, I think, as a dud of a game. The Blues played Declan Goff uh, damn near a perfect road game, but the Wild did little, very little uh, to combat that. They had some chances. Um, St. Louis goaltender. Philly Huso, who we talked about being a wild card because I think he's a 27-year-old rookie, absolutely stood on his head. He was magnificent. Marc-Andre Fleury did, did not do the same, but that's only part of the story here. Uh, this was a, in my opinion, a terrible performance, Declan. The defense was awful. Caprisa was nowhere to be found again. This is year two in the playoffs. Um, Fiala had a great chance, was stopped by Huso late in the second period, but we didn't see nearly enough from Kevin. Uh, dumb penalties, a power play that absolutely looks awful and lost, a penalty kill that looks inept, and we talked about that today. Uh, I'm having a hard time taking away any positives whatsoever from this game. Your thoughts? I'm pretty pissed. I'm pretty pissed off. Um, You know, I, I understand that there's been a lot of playoff utility in Minnesota sports, honestly, in my entire lifetime. I turned 30 at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I wasn't around when 91 happened with the Twins. Uh, I've seen some Vikings epic choke jobs. I've seen wild teams make it to the playoffs for, honestly, more than almost half my lifetime. I uh, haven't seen them win a playoff series in seven years. The Wolves pushed Memphis to six games, but still obviously not a, a team that has been through playoff success. And you just kind of thought that with the way the Wild played this year, and even though they get a tough draw on the Blues, that this is different, right? And this is all the culture that's been talked about. It's all about effing winning. It's all about setting a different tone and setting a different culture. And this is going to be different, right? We have Kirill Kaprizov. We have Kevin Fiala. You got a Hall of Famer and Marc-Andre Fleury. And to lay just the dud like that, the dud in game one. And honestly, it's weird to say this game was – the Blues won this game in the first period. Like they won it from the get-go. And, yeah, the Wild uh-huh. had 40 extra minutes to obviously erase a two-goal deficit. They mm-hmm. won this game in the first period, and the Wild had nothing to show mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I was so like puzzling to me. It wasn't the fact that hey, maybe the other team scores first, not the end of the world. But how this team has responded usually throughout the season is they've been able to make up for those deficiencies. And to just kind of just fall on your face here tonight, really disappointing. Really disappointing. The Blues I've got is, be, is uh, scoring two power play goals tonight both of them by David Perron, who had a hat trick. ROR, my guy, had the second goal. Um, yeah, this was, in my opinion, domination. This was a dominant performance. This, you came on, the Blues came into the building here and absolutely took the play to 
the home team. And yes, I'm with you. That's frustrating, disappointing. It wasn't interesting. It, it, it didn't feel close. It never felt close. But the good news is this. Judd's Hockey Show tonight is actually going to be a wild vent line. And I believe that we might be the only source in the Twin Cities tonight yeah. of allowing of allowing you screen time to talk about your thoughts. So, like, our thoughts are this was atrocious. Yes, mm-hmm. game two is Wednesday. Yes, things could definitely change. I'm not saying I hope that they do. Um, but according to our friend Ross Brendel, he yeah. now has he Good now guy. has the Wild at 6-25 and 25 in their history in games one and two. I'll repeat that. Six wins, six up, 25 down. So, Declan, tell the good folks there who are obviously tuned into JHS, which is sponsored by, by the way, our friends at uh, Surly Brewing. Because if you don't have a Furious right now, when do you? And also at Chill Boys, tell folks how they can join us so they can get their opinions out there. Yeah, for the video audience watching live on our YouTube channel, and by the way, hit the subscribe button. This is Judd Zolgad. I'm Declan Goff. We are Judd's Hockey Show. Uh, we break down Minnesota Wild content, so if it's the first time you're discovering us, hit the subscribe button. And if you're a loyal listener or a new listener and you want to join this show, yes, I've heard uh, through sources that we're the only show in town doing a live local vent line here tonight. So by all means, join us. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. I see the room starting to populate as I speak here. So Beautiful. if you'd like to get on the show, this is, this is your show too. I mean, Judd and I can only say so much, and if we wanted to, I know you and I could go all night long, no, uh, no pun intended, and Mackie's going to join us for some Hockey Whisperer takes uh, tomorrow on Mackie and Judd. But we want to turn this show also over to you, so if you'd like to get your frustrations out, this is a safe space too, by the way. We, 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 if you want to vent, if you're pissed off, or if you're optimistic somehow even after game one, we just want to hear from you, the loyal Wild fans. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Exactly. I like right. my surly too, by the way. Sorry, Judd. See, I, I'm, I hate you for that. I, I know. Why you, do you ha- get that? Uh, Havoc Machine. Oh, Havoc Machine is a little I, Havoc see? Machine. That, my that's my guy, my brewing. sports son, Declan Goff, always, always running the gamut, right, of surly brewing products, which are out- outstanding. You know, I am, as we all, all know by now, a furious guy. And I appreciate, too, I got some tweets tonight of people who were showing us their cans and their mm-hmm. taps from, from the X here. I'm glad that you had something, something to hopefully take the pain off just a bit of trying to watch this performance. But, yes, all of the the Surly Brewing products, um, from Furious to Drips and Drops to Havoc Machine, are outstanding. Check them out at your local liquor store, bar, or, heck, the Surly Tap Room, where we were last Thursday when the Vikings traded back not one, not two, not five, but uh, 20 spots in the National Football League draft. All right, I'm going to turn it back to you, Dex. And if, yeah. if people are, are populating the room and in, you throw out the names, and we will field the frustration. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let, let's get one off the bat right away here. Let's bring in RJ. RJ, hey, what's man, up, man? Yep, hey, we got how you. How you doing? Long time, listener. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm going to try my best not to curse here, but that was a freaking joke. Like, they played with no heart. Um, I think, to start with positive, I think Boldy played really well for a rookie. Um, I think he had a really strong game. And Middleton, for his first game in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think, uh, they mentioned on the broadcast, he was great. But other than that, I mean, Kaprizov and the defense need to be ashamed of themselves, in my opinion. They, I mean, like you guys mentioned, Kaprizov disappeared for the second yep. year in a row. He, I mean, if we're going to have any success – they need to, he needs to fix that. And the defense, I mean, they're gap controlled. I played a little puck in high school, but Awful. the gap control of from the defense, they were nowhere to be found. I mean, Kulikov skated away from a puck. I think everybody noticed that in the arena. And mm-hmm. that was, I almost fell out of my couch. I mean, I live in Indiana and I fell out of my couch from 500 miles away. It was, it was absurd. I, I, I think the effort was a complete joke. And like you mentioned earlier, the home ice advantage. I mean, I don't know how much that means anymore. They need to come back. And have a heck of a game too, in my opinion. Your Kulikov point astounded me because, like, I've liked him. I he, he's not great, but I think he's been a good pickup and solid, right? And to your point, you're exactly right. He literally skated away. I don't know what he was doing. He had a terrible game. I, I think he might be scratched. Um, they they obviously scratched. Golagoski tonight, who was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, a plus 41 during the course of the season because they thought that they were playing their sixth best defenseman. I wonder if Kulikov is going is going to be scratched though because that performance tonight was abysmal. I mean, they had defensively, I don't know what they were doing half the time. Like that was that was astounding because it looked like 
a team that, that had had problems throughout the season. And defensively, they really hadn't. Not like that. So, yeah, I was – I'm with you. And there's just no way – I mean, they had chances, but there is no way, in my opinion, guys, to frame this up as, uh, well, but, I mean, look at what they were doing. There was no heart there. They were they looked gassed on the bench. They were hanging their heads. Um, this is not who they're supposed to be. This is who they were. Very disappointing. So, good stuff, man. Thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you for having me, guys. You're awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I really thought, too, that just to have – this is going to happen where your superstar players get shut down, but to a degree when you have adversity against you, can someone show up? Can, if that's Kirill, if that's Fiala, can someone rise up and score a big-time goal and get something going? Right. Well, there's a difference also, like it's a problem when your star players get slowed down and shut down. That's a problem, and that's like that's like Dore, right? But my problem with Dore B was the defense tonight was awful. Brodine in the first period looked like a rookie. He was ner- he was playing nervous. Mm-hmm. He had a, he he turned the puck over at one point, which he never does. Um, he passed the puck to Dumba when he should have shot. And by the way, Dumba can't shoot. He literally can't shoot. Like, I, I'm not joking. He, whatever's wrong, he can't shoot the puck. And Dumba was coming down the slot, ordinarily great pass, but Dumba can't, and that's his defensive partner. There was just a lot of things tonight that even go beyond Kaprizov and Fiala being slowed. That was just a, an overall general ineptness that I don't get. Like, I don't know where that came from. You know, it's one thing to have that Declan in a December game or something. It's a quite another in game one of the playoffs. Um, I mean, the Blues really know who they are, what they want to do, but that's supposed to be who the, the Wild is now, too. They're supposed to have a very good idea of who they are, and tonight it looked like they had no clue. Let's keep it rolling here on Vikings on Vikings event line. It's, it's in my DNA. On Wild event I, line here. I got no problem. I got on no Joe's hockey show. Uh, let's go to let's go to Luca. Luca, what's up, man? Welcome to Wild Bent Line. Whoops! Oh my gosh, that was they just laid a fat one right in the bed. It was uh pretty rough. I thought you know you know thought it would be a good start to a really intense physical series, and then they got that first goal, and I just kind of got a feeling of well, this isn't the great start, and then you know. The, just the power plays were terrible. You know, I don't need to say too much on that, but um, it was just, I was just losing my mind on how in just how bad it was. And um, one thing for me, I kind of picked up was the shots and uh, yeah, 37 shots in a game is good, but I just noticed so many times where they would set up in the blue zone and they missed, like they hit the, mm-hmm. you know, they miss in that wide or, you know, it was a bad tip or anything. And I get tips happen, but it was just really frustrating that um, for some really good setups, we just couldn't hit the net. Awesome stuff from Luca. There we had some connection problems too from a little bit, but got, got all his audio points in there too. Spot that on. yeah, it, it was thirty-seven shots is great. Chances are great. I was watching. Um, I watched Bally's for the first period, and then I watched ESPN for periods two and three. And look, it's great when you out chance teams, right? Where where are those shots coming from? It's really easy right. to find this data now, by the way. This is not just in, this is not just a oh like what websites like it is out there. Just look on your Twitter feed or your tweet deck feed. Plenty of people have this options now where you can see shot charts and heat maps. And it felt like Jake Allen in the first in the in, in, in the first period. It felt like that Jake Allen series where you just were putting up shots from behind the circle on, on on the glove side, like mix it up. What what, what how are you gonna bank chances home? When you're not even putting yourself in high danger situations, the chances are one thing. Where are those chances coming from? And the offense for the Wild had basically couldn't figure out how to how to beat a goaltender that has never played a playoff game before. And the Eck Greenway Felino line, I thought really in the last two periods had a ton of chances. But yeah, you've got to keep peppering them. And and the other thing too that was frustrating tonight, especially with the Blues on the power play. And I know it's the man advantage. Did you notice they at times look like a Harlem bleeping globetrotters passing the puck? Mm-hmm. Like, where's the resistance? Where's the penalty kill? And Minnesota, I mean, what drives me crazy, too, is this. The inability to clear the puck on the PK is not a skill problem. It's an effort problem. 
Like the penalty kill is all about your effort. It's not about your, no one's expecting you to score goals. No one's expecting you to make nice plays. You're expected to be efficient in getting the puck out. And that has been a season-long problem. And Declan, I don't get it. And these games are far too damn important to not be clearing the puck. And look at what the Blues did. They cleared the puck. Um, but, yeah, I, I was uh, – the Blues – this team is far more skilled than the 2019 Blues who, who won the Cup War. Um, and their skill showed through. But it also was a byproduct, I thought, of work. Mm-hmm. And, again, I'm telling you, I, I saw the Wild hanging, hanging their heads, um, lifeless at times. It's like, okay – this is the playoffs. Like this, this is what we've talked about for a week now. Things go wrong all the time. Guess what you do? You pick it up. As you t- told me, after the first period was done, and, and ROR talked to the ESPN uh, sideline person, and he's like, "We we didn't play well." That's the thing. You then say, "Okay, what can we do?" And they led. Anyway, just incredibly frustrating, incredibly frustrating, and and to me, an inexcusable start for a team that knew exactly what it was getting into. There was nothing about what the Blues did that surprised me. By the way, too, um, seeing this from our guy Greg Wyshynski, friend of the show on ESPN.com, that penalty that Spurgeon took at the end of the game where just clearly he was just upset, and I don't know if he – I forget if he waxed Spez or who who he he, uh, hit with his stick, but the – he said he can report that the NHL director of player safety is reviewing that incident involving Jared Spurgeon. So oh, there's another not, not a good if he is indeed fine, well, which obviously that's one thing. But if he's lost for game two for a suspension on his own doing down in a pointless well, game for nothing from your captain. Shame on him. Yeah, bad, shame bad, on bad him. idea. Well, and how about the Greenway penalty in the offensive zone away from the play that resulted in another goal? Yeah. What are you doing? I understand playing physical, and I understand trying to to show that you aren't going to back down. There's a big difference between that and being stupid. And by the way, you know your penalty kill is not good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, if Jared Spurgeon, my guess is he just gets fined. But uh, yeah, the, the whole thing of how they played tonight right down to that was really upsetting. Like if you're a Wild fan, really upsetting. The crowd tried. I, I I disagree with that. The crowd tried. I, I mean, the, the team was flat almost the entire game. That's the damnedest thing about it. Like, the crowd wanted, the crowd was waiting to go off. They just needed something. And, and you know, when you're hanging your, thank you, when you're hanging your head, you know, I mean, they're literally on the bench like like they're in game seven, you know, hunched over the bench. What the hell is that all about? Like, you got to have, you you have to, Eat adversity for breakfast in the playoffs. And these guys choked on it. I, I'm really disappointed in this. I'm really disappointed. There's no excuse for this. Where was Domba? Where was Domba tonight? He's hurt. He's not. And you know what? They're going to have to consider if he should play. He literally, I'm not joking, you guys. He cannot shoot. Felino is is affected, no question. I think Zuccarello is too. But yeah. nonetheless, nonetheless. So like Domba, I, I could see a case to be made there that I'm not sure that he, he should play. Felino had some chances, yeah. and he's de- he's definitely hurt, but I don't think that him being hurt took away from his work. Uh, Dumba, Matthew Dumba, a big part of his game is shooting. And he is, how, how can I put this? He is trying to, like, will the puck off his stick. He's, like, literally, like, his, like, it, like his wrist shot is just, like, he's trying to will it. He can't take a slap shot. No, not at uh, all. But I don't. I'm not going to fault the crowd here. I, the crowd was itching to go bananas, and they were given a big pile of you know what to work with. Let's go to Bubba. Bubba, what's up, man? Welcome to Judd's Hockey Show. How are you? Love it. Good Bubba. to hear. Good to be here, guys. How's it going? Love that hat. Trying to actually, I was actually going to email, tweet you one of these days. Uh, where did you get yours from? Um, got it from a pro shop. It might have been the one in Roseville. What's the Gopher Goldie's Locker? I think. Okay, I think that's where I got mine from. Well, I was watching that at work, and it was after about the second or third goal. I just started hunching over. I'm like, "What is it with us in Game One?" Yeah, man. Yeah, historically bad. Just yeah, I think uh, six wins in games one and two combined. And look, this team's been in the fran- uh, the the playoffs a ton in their franchise history, and they can't get it done. This is only the third time fourth time that they've they've started a series at home 
So, I mean, the majority of those have been on the road, but still, I mean, it's, it's inept. It is putrid for them to have that game one performance. Right. And I'm just, you know, I love this team to death. This is hands down the best team that I have ever seen in a long time, but it's like, you guys know how St. Louis is. We've played them how many times this year? You know they're this physical. Why aren't they just like, okay, it's the playoffs. we got to ramp it up now. I have no idea. That's a great question. Like, there was nothing the Blues did that surprised no. me tonight. Like, they didn't have some type of curveball they threw. And, oh, my goodness. They, they literally played their game and at home. There's no other way to put it. You shrunk. Like, you can't, you know, you shrunk. Like, what the hell is that all about? It's, a, I mean, Dex is right. It, it ticks you off as, a, as an observer of this team, the fact that it's a good team, the fact that for the most part it's, it's really well coached. When you come out playing like that in this game, it's inexplicable. I don't have any, I, I can't give you any reason why they played that game. Um, like I say, it's... I'm kind of going to start being like Dex with the Timberwolves. I'm saying wild and sex. <laughs> just keep changing it. Just keep changing yep. it. That's yep. all good about it. No, it doesn't matter. Just, just got to keep matter. that flag flying, boys. Oh, I love it. Got to. Thanks, Bubba. Somebody's Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate I was going to wave the towel. I got a towel from t- tonight's game. I was going to wave it after a game one. Yeah, man. Now, it, now it's in my in my backpack. I can't do a damn thing with it. The fact that Flurry, I like he was not perfect tonight. That was no. clear. Like no, he, he didn't great. bring his A game, gave up a lot of fat rebounds, yep. wasn't great. Um, but yep. I, I, I in in the pie chart of why they lost, I mean, he he gets a he gets a piece of pie for sure, but he does not shoulder the majority of that pie. Hey. Does pow- not shoulder the majority of the pie. Power play O for six, penalty kill, um gave up gave up two goals on six chances. Yeah, and look Here's the thing, too. We're going to hear about the referees weren't good. And, yes, they, you know what, again, Declan, we've talked about this a thousand times. Officiating in sports is far from perfect, and sometimes it's bad. But you know what? Tonight, both teams, six chances. One converted twice. One didn't convert. So, like, don't tell me. It's not like it was Blues seven power plays, wild three, right? Yeah. Six and six. So this is not about the officiating. This is not about this. This is an internal look at what you did and didn't do. You need to look in the mirror, not at the officials, not at the opponent. Uh, this is on you, largely on you. Let's go to Josh. Josh, what's up, dude? You got us okay? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you. All right. Well, I, I got to say, as soon as I was watching that first power play where uh, they had, I thought, pretty good chances comparatively to just some of the other power plays I've seen them and they weren't converting. I'm like, here we go again. It felt like 2017 game one all over again. Um, and it was like, I was watching Granlin, Coyle, Zucker out there. Not, not this team that's, you know, and it's just infuriating to keep hearing they're different. They're different. And I mean, that, that has to be the most embarrassing loss in wild playoff history, considering this team, the circumstances, uh, I, I'm just not even sure, you know, where you go from here. Good stuff, man. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's definitely, it, it's very hard to take with the expectations. I think that that he, he's exactly right. Like this looked like this looked like Parisi, Suter, to <laughs> Zucker, to Granlund. It did. It yeah. looked like the same thing, and and so yeah, I, I don't know where it ranks because I mean there have been some. Let's be frank here bad playoff defeats for this franchise throughout its history. Um, but I, th- I think as far as expectations go, going into a playoffs, there's no question that this is the first time in a long time where I think we actually expected, hey, it's going to be a really good series, good games. I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Tonight's game, from the Wild perspective, was just a lousy game. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure if you're a Blues fan, it was great. They played a great road game. But, I mean, as far as if you were a hockey fan, so you didn't care about, about the team decks, you just watched the games, right? If you were a hockey fan and you turned on this series tonight, your expectation would be this is going to be a great playoff series. Like, this is going to be a great game. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be fun. It's going to be physical. It's going to be a lot of things. You didn't get that. Just from a flat-out hockey fan standpoint, this thing was a dud. Yeah, it was a dud. This was a one-sided game for the team that won on the road. Um, this looked like a 
This looked like a 2-7, didn't it? Yeah. A 1-8. Mm-hmm. Like game one bodes for, and I don't, don't think this is going to be the case, but I mean, it it, it basically s- speaks to, uh, oh, I won't, won't be surprised if this is four or five games and done. Now, I don't, I think we'll go beyond that. Hopefully, I, I have my fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, if you are a hockey fan, a, a connoisseur of playoff hockey, and your expectations were high, I think you turned the TV off probably in the third period and said, that was crap. Joe, before I get uh, to my next guy here, I want to look at Tyler's comment on our YouTube page, by the way. If you're watching this, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment right here on Score North. Tyler says, why didn't we change the lines up? And Dean has not changed the lines up all season. He's kept things intact through win streaks, through losing streaks. He has not changed up these lines. Judd, do you think there will be some significant or some type of tweaking with these lines going into game two? Oh, that's a good question. So I do think Oligoski is going to be back in because your defense played really poorly. Um, again, I think that, unfortunately, a guy I've liked throughout the course of the season, and I think that Dmitry Kulikov has played well, I think he might be scratched because he was terrible. Like, he was absolutely awful. Do I think they're going to juggle the lines? Here's my problem. So it'd be fun to say yes. It'd be fun to be like, yeah, I think they're going to juggle the lines and, and, and send a jolt through this team. But the reality is I think you need to keep, for, for the time being, Declan, I mm-hmm. think you need to keep Fiala and Kaprizov apart because they've, they've had chances to work together and at very rare times have looked uh, good. But for the most part, they don't play off each other nearly as well as I think we thought they would at one time, right? Um, and so then would you juggle the Eck line? Probably not. So could you move – are you going to separate Zuccarello and Kaprizov? I don't think so. Now, the issue with, with Matt is, again, I think he's playing hurt. So I think that that could be an, an issue. But just a gut feeling, I don't think in game two we'll see – I think we might see a difference on, like, the fourth line or something. But I don't think we'll see those top three lines ju- uh, juggle. Do you? No. Uh, I just I don't, don't – I don't. I think they'll kind of change things up strategically as the game games go on, but I, I don't think pending an injury uh, that they'll they'll really change up things significantly. I think they'll they'll give it another go for game two, and then if they lose that one, then I think then maybe you do break the chain a little bit. I could see the first power play being shuffled up for game two. That I could see. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. If they put Felino on that first, because they because what they need is they need size in front. Yeah, I, I mean you have to. This, this goes back to 2017 uh, when, when you know Jake Allen spent the entire series doing what Huso did tonight. You need to create chaos in front of the goaltender. You need to get rebounds. You need to be strong. You need to have a guy that can essentially, for lack of a, a better term, to borrow from basketball, post up right. So I wouldn't be surprised if they juggled the first power play. I don't think the top three lines, five on five, get changed. Dean has been so against that that I'd, I think if he did that now, it would almost be a sign of panic. And you probably don't want to show panic now because, damn, tonight looked bad. Let's keep rolling here on, on a wild bent line. Let's go to – You almost said it again? I know I did. Let's go to Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, what's yeah. up, dude? Hi, Charlie. Uh, tonight's game uh... – all it, all it reminded me of is that uh, Denny Green quote. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. <laughs> I mean, it like, straight-up game plan. Uh, stay out of the penalty box. Obviously, uh, they have a great power play. So that was just horrible. Luckily, I didn't have to watch that uh, mess. I, I was listening to it on KFAN, and even they were having a hard time uh, creating a, a good spin on it. But um, – I wanted to throw some uh, opium out there for the wild, wild crew. Uh, you know, we still have home ice uh, next game. Um, yeah. Hopefully this is a stiff smack in the face, uh, waking everyone up. You know, it's playoff hockey. You know, you got to show up. Um, so hopefully they can, you know, true the ship up and get back out there and at least give it a solid effort. I mean, the Blues have their number, but – I got hope. <laughs> I like the optimism, Charlie. I know. I, I you still like to think that they have the home ice, and look, it's it's just one game. You can still win this series, but just to lay the goose egg that they did, and hindsight's twenty twenty. Like if if the Wild lost this game, Judd, like 
four to three in a back and forth affair and just, you know, they, they weren't able to complete the comeback or they just, they, they lost on a, on a fluky weird situation. I think we're kind of singing a little bit of a different tune. Um, but at the same time, just the way that they lost it. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't set the table here for a fun series. Like if, if this is how they're going to play and this is how it's going to look, could potentially be a very quick exit and just not what we thought this was going to be about, which was about winning. Yeah. There was a level of no showing tonight that really bothers me. And, and I also hate to see when things don't go right, the amount of, Oh yeah. Like don't, don't, don't give me that, man. Don't give me that. Um, it's so here, here's a couple stats too, Dex before we get back to the eventing. Um, as much as we talked about faceoffs being a concern going into the playoffs, the Wild actually won 25 and lost 23. So they ha- they beat the Blues in the circle, which we thought would be a problem. They beat them in the circle. They still lose four rip. Um, as far as block shots go, the Wild, zero block shots in the first period, Declan Goff. And for the game, the Blues 17 the wild six there was a non-level of sacrifice tonight i didn't like and i think block shots is a real good indicator of that like that's uh because again that's not a talent like that's just a skit that that's uh i'm going to lay down in front of the bleeping puck right right um when you when you don't block a shot in the entire first period and you block six and they block 17 to me that's a cliche as it might sound that's a want to the Blues yeah. wanted to. The Wild was like, oh, I don't know, and yeah. that's not that's not acceptable. Quickly before I get to our next vent line guest here, um, you know, I was paraphrasing, but what, when Ryan O'Reilly in that first intermission said to Leah Hexel, "Yeah, we're you know, I don't really care that we're up to nothing. I thought we had a crap first period. I thought we I thought we didn't play our game. I thought we got away from what we were doing." And that I mean, Judd can go on for on and on how much he loves him some ROR, but but that type of mindset, the guy that's been a Con Smythe winner, the guy that helped that Blues team win a Stanley Cup three years ago. That's what he's talking about. They're up two to nothing. And he was literally ca- talking and this wasn't just classic hockey cliche. This was a, no, that was not an acceptable period for us. And I think that's incredible. And, and it's completely polar opposite from what this wild team has the shown man, previously. The man crush is large. Yes, like, it is. I'm not trying to hide that. I know that guy, that guy knows what winning looks like. And I love that fact. Aaron, you got us this time. Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. We got you. Nice. Uh, thanks for having me on. I uh, appreciate the quality content lately. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Thank you for supporting. But, uh, yeah, like Ryan said in the chat on the studio thing, this special teams, if it's going to be like this for the rest of the uh, series, we're in for a, a world of hurt because uh, 0 for 6 is not, you know, can't do that, can't kill the penalty, can't score on the power play. I mean, what? You can't win that way. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's just uh, – it was a bunch of crap. I don't know. You know, we all saw Thanks, it. Aaron. Appreciate <laughs> yeah. you, dude. See you, Aaron. Yeah. The, 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 I mean, Judd, we, we literally forecasted it today on Mackie and Judd. Got to win the special teams battle. And when you were down 2 nothing and chasing that, having three power plays that didn't go your way, like you, were ch- you weren't just chasing the game itself. You were chasing all the things that St. Louis does well. You made it their game, and they legitimately won this game in the first 20 minutes. They won the game in the first 20 minutes with how they play. Again, I'll ask a question. What did the Wild do tonight that you thought they did well? Because the Blues, f- the Blues, to your point, set the tone. They completely did. They, set, they, came, in, they came into your building and punked you. Like, there's no two ways about that. Um, on special teams, the frustrating thing, too, is, and we, we talked about this on, on our uh, statement segment on Mackie and Judd, on special teams – we talked about the wild has to stay out of the box. And, and the thing too, that we saw tonight that was a telltale sign of be careful is the officials made it very clear that if they could, they were going, if if there were scrums, they were going to take one guy, not two guys, because they wanted to punish both teams. They wanted to say, okay, if you're going to have those scrums, here's what's going to happen. Someone's going on a power play, right? Yeah. The wild can't afford that. Um, Greenway takes a stupid penalty. The Blues score. I, I think it was Perron's second goal. That's incredibly dumb. So, like, everything that we talked about, playing smart, not having the tone set, everything they did wrong. 
Uh, this from Michael Russo in the, in the post game that's happened just in the next room, honestly, or from Judd. See if Dean could just join the show, Judd. I think he'd love to talk about this game with us one-on-one. Um, Dean says, Evanson said, like game one, they'll revisit their lineup for game two and have, quote, options from net to defense to right. up front if they want to change things up. Yeah, um, so Cam Talbot's going to start game two. There's that's no it. question in my yeah. mind. Uh, I think Kulikov comes out. I think Goligoski goes in on defense. Um, John Merrill probably doesn't deserve to be benched, and Kulikov played a really bad game. Yeah. Um, I, I think the fourth line, I think Bukestead probably scra- is, probably mm-hmm. gets in. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Bukestead can, um, he's not great, but I mean, he can provide a spark and at times plays well. But I, I mean, agree. Yes, there, there definitely has to be, I think, if nothing else, there needs to be a message sent tonight that there will, there will be ramifications of some sort. Um, but make no mistake, too, Declan. Like, the most important thing is this. 97 and 22, you got to play. Well, in in Kaprizov's case, you've got to play like you're paid. In 22, Fiala's case, you've got to play like you want to be paid. Yeah. Like if Fiala takes a powder here, that whole contract thing gets to be a real big talking point, real big talking point. You cannot have both of those guys disappear. And and again, I thought Kaprizov's game tonight was awful. Did nothing yeah. for me. And and look, time and space is gone. It's the playoffs. Color me absolutely shocked that you don't have time and, and space. Uh, Kaprizov tonight had um, five shots on goal. And um, let's see, Fiala had four shots. So, and, and Fiala did have a shot. I think it was at the end of the second period. That was just a great chance. Yep. But I just thought I thought Kaprizov tonight just didn't do a thing, not compared to what you need from him. We got a full room of a uh, wild Bentley fans go. here. I got nowhere let's, to go. Let, let, let's run through a few of these people here. Start with uh, Steve. Yeah, Steve. what's no. up, boys? Um, no, look, look, here's the thing. Uh, freaking Nino Niederreiter scored more goals than the entire Minnesota Wild roster tonight. <laughs> That's what happened, and uh, you know. Freaking goaltending wise, I mean, Mark Andre Fleury looked out of position the entire night. I mean, he was flying all over the ice, and I think in the next game, Cam Talbot is the obvious choice. Um, that's it. I mean, it, it was absurd tonight. I mean, I, I don't even know what, what do you want to say. We freaking lost terribly. Amen, Steve. Yeah. Amen, dude. Safe space. Glad you're able to get this off your chest, man. Steve's exactly right. <laughs> Steve, that's a great point. You're Thanks. exactly right. That was a brutal performance. Can't be repeated. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate yep. you coming on, man. Let's keep it rolling here on, yeah, on Ventline. David. Was not ready for that one. <laughs> um, so why do I get the feeling this is going to go a similar way to the Wolves go and that they give up? I felt like every time there was a rebound off of Flurry, there's a blue right there. And nobody in that blue's face to even make him try to redirect or rethink about a pass anywhere else. Like, there's nobody. I mean, Flurry was not good, gave up all the rebounds in the world that he could want, but there's nobody to help clean him up. Like, where are we just that lost on defense right now? Like, where are we? It's really uncharacteristic, dude, because, like, yeah, the, their, their defense has been their bread and butter for years, whether no matter who's in net. And it just seems like, yes, they were very sloppy. Brodine, I thought, had an atrocious game. It, it was yeah. really weird. And then offensively, you watch the Blues just not even like tic-tac-toe, but like every pass is tape to tape, almost in sequence. And it felt like half the time we had a guy in our own way trying to make a pass across the ice in their offensive zone. And we could get no momentum. And even when we did to the net, there's three blues to our one guy who happens to be there maybe for a rebound. And we just – either there needs to be better movement, it feels like, or somebody's, like you said, Judd, got to get in there and post up and just, like, eat deflections around Huso. Because that guy – it didn't help that we were bad, but he was good tonight. I have to give him credit for that. Yeah, man. He was – Absolutely fantastic. He he played it great. But to your point, the the thing that's frustrating is, yes, the Blues were. I mean, the Blues did what the Blues do, which is the Blues look, look like there's twelve guys on the ice at times, uh, because of their ability to to surround the puck to get you off the puck. But I mean, this is how the playoffs work. There's nothing about this that's surprising. Like there was nothing about about the entire game tonight that surprised me as far as the flow of it. You don't have Kaprizov's going to be hounded. He should be. 
He's a great player. He's got to overcome that. Um, these guys look tonight to me like like to the uh, Wolves comparison. They were playing, if this makes sense, hero puck. Like if we had, like you saw guys trying to do their own. That's not how this works. It's got to work as a team and 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 the power play. For God's sakes, for the love of all that's good, stop being cute. Are they stop like a hundred percent on the power kill against us? Like it's <laughs> feels insane. Like it. Yeah, yeah. But appreciate your work, guys. See you, man. Thanks, David. Stop being cute. Just stop yeah. it. I think twenty-seven percent for the Blues this year on their power play overall, and then yes, yeah. they have they have feasted uh, feasted on the Wild as well. Yep, they're fantastic. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go to Abby. Hi, Abby. Hey, Abby. Oh God. All right. Yeah, we don't we don't need to see that guy again. For God's sakes. Let's go to uh, let's go to Ryan. Ryan, what's up, what's up dude? guys? How are you? It's good. Uh, not so great after that loss, honestly. Yeah. Um, the special teams, man. I, I mean, I feel like you have to beat that dead horse one more time because where are where were our good sticks that we had all season long? They just disappeared. Yes. Like I have no idea. Just what happened? <laughs> yeah. Like in the physicality, I feel like we're getting bullied. Like mm-hmm. one. Big defenseman and Jacob Middleton is not going to do it for you. Someone's got to play big. Totally, dude. No, I'm yeah. with you. But mm-hmm. but your your thing about the defense is it was the thing that that stuck out that, to me because this blue line's good. Like they've been good. They've been right. they're not great, but they're good. Um, but like there was just a they they disappeared tonight. That's the worst. I I think that's the worst game I've seen the defense have in the 2021-22 season i really do I, I think it was overall the worst game when brodeen looks as bad as brodeen looked at times something's really wrong yeah that I just mean, doesn't happen and spurgeon with a stupid penalty i mean come on man mm-hmm. so all mm-hmm. right appreciate it appreciate you ryan thanks for coming on man we'll keep rolling here on vent line let's go to mike mike what's up buddy what's up boys how are you man honestly i'm absolutely terrible Go so vent okay you know after the first period i'm not quite freaking out we had our chances but you know you get into the second we almost get a scoring chance but someone on that bench could have lit the xl energy center on fire and erased all that ugly stuff that we had just experienced dumba you know maybe has an injury light somebody up put ryan o'reilly on his back on the blue line i don't know they could blow the roof off that place what do we get instead? We get Felino Greenway taking stupid penalties, and we got our captain cross-checking someone in the back of their calf, down four rip. Oh, my God, I don't even know what to do with myself. Yeah, really dumb play from your captain, man. Really dumb play. And and other people are starting to freak out a little bit now. Like, I, I do think he's, there's going to be a suspension here. I think there's going to really? be, a, if it's a game, I think there's going to be a suspension. Intent to injure. I mean, how else yeah. do you make that play? Well, if if that's the case, that's one of the stupidest things ever because um, now I guess Kulikov has to play unless you want to scratch him and have Ben and Goligoski play. I mean, you'll be down 2 nothing in a hurry. <laughs> that's just incredibly stupid. But, yeah, there's there's, again, I can't find from tonight's game any positives. Nope. Yeah. I can't find any. I Mike, mean, hang in there, dude. See him, Mike. Hang in there, buddy. I mean, in what? Game three, the Wolves blew leads of 25 and 26 points, Declan. I can yeah. find positives, though. There were some things I liked about those games before they completely choked. I can't find that. There was no. nothing about this. So, anyway, let's keep going. Yeah, let's keep rolling here on Ventline. Let's, uh, let's go to Jesse. Jesse, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, how are you? You got me okay. Yep. Yeah, we got you. Excellent. So uh, I'm smiling, but uh, that does not represent how I'm feeling tonight. <laughs> so I had uh, actually sent a message to a friend of mine, and I can't really uh, say it any better than what I did here, minus the f bomb. So basically, I-, I feel like every team in this state forgets how to play when the playoffs start. And here's what I wrote. They can't make a pass. They can't clear the puck. St. Louis wins pretty much every battle. 
We can't win a face-off, especially in the offensive zone, on the power play. Uh, the goalie for St. Louis, uh, making his first playoff start, and he made us look like a bunch of high schoolers that couldn't score on an all-star. It was um, it was a very frustrating game. And coming off that Timberwolves series, it was just a punch in the mouth. I, I'm with everyone else. This state is cursed. And it shows up, unfortunately, in the playoffs every year. I mean, I didn't even recognize that team. They just couldn't do anything right. And, you know, credit to St. Louis, but come on, man. All these records broken this year, probably the best wild team we've ever seen. And St. Louis just made us look like a bunch of rookies. It was sad. You you allow your will to be taken. That's what they did. They allowed yeah. their will to be taken. So, like, yes, the Blues played good, but, again, the Blues didn't surprise you. The Blues played like the Blues played, and you basically shrunk. Here's my problem across the board. Twins, Vikings, Wild, Wolves. It's the gutlessness of the losses. Yeah. It's the – I mean, you blow – you know, and, yes, the Wolves, I know. it's a, They're a great story, but – Come on, you blew. You became the first team in history to blow two, and then first team in history to blow three double-digit fourth-quarter leads in a series. Mm-hmm. It's gutless. Uh, the Twins, eighteen consecutive playoff defeats. It's yeah. gutless. You know that's the problem. Um, this would be a very different show if the Wild, to your point, had lost an OT and it had been a really good game and entertaining. And you know, because I mean, I expect this series to be tough. Right. But tonight's game wasn't tough. No. So. Yeah, and you know. I know we'll talk about this with, with uh, our hockey whisperer who's crafting his takes as we speak in his crystal ball. Um, He's probably asleep. Let's not kid ourselves. But, but you know, Mackie tweeted out, like, there is a, there's a nervousness with, uh, with the inner, there's a nervous, palpable energy with Minnesota sports fans. And, you know, like, to me, like, I get that way with the Twins. Don't get me wrong. I get that way with the Twins. And the Twins have felt, have also, like, reciprocated that energy before. I don't get that with the Wild. I don't get that with the Wolves. I honestly don't get that with the Vikings. And even with egg on my face, like I, I don't get that feeling, but it's the team that doesn't rise up to do it. And that's it, it. It's more anger to me than it is nerves. It's more anger and frustration than it is. Well, oh God, how are we going to blow this one? But the thing that, okay. So the thing that gets you around that though, as, as a fan is to have a player or two who clearly calm the moment for teammates, right? For fans, Ryan O'Reilly. Look at him. My man crush. He calms the moment. So, like, Blues fans might be like, oh, my God, it's going to be a tough series. Tough. And what is a guy like O'Reilly comes out, Dex, and he controls things. And you're right. like, he's got it. We, we've all got that friend, right, in yeah. life. And you're like, he's got it. Like, I trust this. Yeah. And, and that's what, across the board, and I don't know how it's possible, but it is, Minnesota sports completely lacks. I thought in 2008, 19 with the twins that the presence of Nelson Cruz would change things. And it didn't. Um, But I mean, name me the last player. Puckett had it like Puckett had that. Okay. Kirby's got this. Everything's going to be fine because Kirby's got this get on my back boys. Right. Um, But like tonight, your captain might be suspended now. Yeah. So he melted down. Um, Your star player Kaprizov, in, in my opinion, disappeared. So that's the problem is, you're looking for, and I think I, I think rightfully so. The fan base is looking for that player that stands out and sort of has the back of teammates and fans. And now you're like, okay, it's going to be a great series because this guy's got us. Kirk Cousins, that guy? No, God, no. 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 Carl Anthony Towns, that guy? No. No. I, I think the reason why we like Ant so much is we hope he can be someday. Mm-hmm. But uh, tonight, the Wild didn't have that guy. I mean, didn't exist. Dumb penalties, dumb decisions. That guy is the guy who says, to your point, after the first period on national TV with a two-rip lead, that's the guy who says, we don't play well. No. That guy, that guy didn't exist tonight. Not, not keep, Minnesota. Keep it rolling here on Bentline. A few more callers left. Uh, let's go to Josh. Josh, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? I was actually at the game tonight. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, I know. They just did not show up. I mean – they, they played into the game. They played into their game. They did not play their game. They played into the Blues game. Yes. And there was none of there was none of this. Yeah. No. 
No, you've got, see, I've got my towel, too. No, there was, it, it, and and certainly the F no, word did not apply, right? Like the F word is because it's, a, you know, bleeping winning. That didn't apply. And, and to the fans' credit, I felt tonight like the fans were ready to blow the roof off this place. Like, I'm not faulting the fans for one second. I thought you guys brought it, again, just like Wolves fans did. Especially in that second period, there's the, the, the ting, ting, ting. Just, you, yeah, it wasn't there. It wasn't there, though. I, I hope we can get up for a game two. I was really thinking this team was special, something different. But yeah. here we are again. Yeah, and and I know that, that you know, Eck hit, hit a post, I think, they hit ultimately a couple posts. They certainly had some scoring chances, but it just didn't feel, yeah, but it just didn't feel like anything. No, like there's no like, emotion behind it. And it yeah, just, but they, like, where, where were they? They didn't get up for it. They didn't get up for it. But I mean, do you know what a crazy statement that that is? Well, like what you just said makes no sense, but you're right. Like they, they look like they were going through the motions in October. Yeah, it, it just all season long it felt like this team was different. Like Dex said, like you've said, it just this all season long it felt like it was so, it was a different team. The heart says that we're gonna finally do it. So this is different, and then here we are with the same result, the yep. same result. They just did not show up, and here we are. And I, I don't know what to say. You know, I, I hope it's a series, but now I'm not surprised if they if they lose. I, I don't know what to say. I know. I know. I'm with you, man. Thanks. Thanks, Good Josh. Stuff. Yeah. Thanks, right? God, it is. I, I, I don't know what I, he, but he's right. I don't know what to say. Like, I can tell you what I think. I, I think it was horse bleep. But like, what do you, what do you say about this? Like this threw such a curveball from what I expected. I'm with you. And, and, and I, my d- disappointment is uh, palpable. Yep. And now it's a, it's a must win situation basically in game two. I don't like ever using that cliche in a seven right. game series and you're down one L, but it, it, it's going to feel like it. Certainly going to feel like it. A few more uh, callers left here on Wild Event Line. Thanks for, for hanging out with us. Christian, what's up, how dude? You, how are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. I'm only smiling because it's so Minnesota-like to just be here again over, <laughs> over and over again. But uh, just one thing, man. Nothing is more frustrating than being on the power play and just constantly getting it cleared over and over and over again. The Blues just go in and set it up, just pass it perfectly, and then yep. we go on the power play and just get it cleared. And before we know it, 20 seconds left on the power play. That's all I got to say. Over no, six. Right. And, and, the thing too, and the thing, too, that has to stop. I'm dead serious about this. Quit being cute. Like the amount of times they try and be cute. I, I, I mean, we talked about this two weeks ago, Declan. Mm-hmm. you got to identify the shooting lane, make the play, and shoot. Yep. The Blues blocked again. Very 17 simple. shots, right? Yes. It's because if I don't identify the shooting lane and I'm trying to make the perfect play, I want to make the perfect play. Guess what's going to happen? It's going to get blocked. It's going to hit traffic, which is what happened tonight on several locations. Brodeen's play that led to the penalty shot, which, by the way, I mean, bad call. Shouldn't have been a penalty shot, but regardless, Brodeen skates into the power on, on there. Gets, gets, has a lot of room. Has a ton of, like, they're, honestly, St. Louis gave him a ton of room to enter the zone. And even I was like, oh, wow, they're giving him a lot of room here. What's he going to do? Makes a terrible drop pass. Puck gets turned over, and then it's a penalty oh. shot for the other team. Like that. Back like in. that. That oh, split-second decision to not just make the right shot or, or or get the puck deep and trying to get too cute literally almost cost him. If it wasn't for Fleury standing on his head there to make the save, like it would have been a completely different game. It, it's a cliche, but the term puck's deep means Works. something. Especially Works. right now. Especially yes. this time of year. Yeah, no, but I mean, they are... They are trying to be so cute so at times. They're trying to be cute at times, and you know, on the power play and the penalty kill, and and that is that has to somewhat be coaching as well. Like Dean's done a great job, so I'm not trying to rip Dean, but something when it comes to the penalty kill and power play is just off too. It's just flat out off. The penalty kill drives me crazy. There is no excuse for the amount of times. Look, the Blues are very good on the power play, and they can hold the puck in, and I get that. But it's your job right now to get the puck out. Shoot it down the ice. That's all you're being asked to do. You're not being asked to possess it. You're not being asked to make any nice plays. You're being asked to literally clear the puck. And, and look, some people are just having a Monday night, okay? It's vent line, the wild lost. I completely get it. Some I take it we're going to take that part out of the, uh, of the post. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably take that part out. Let's go, to, uh, <laughs> let's go to Derek. Hi, Derek. 
Hey guys, um, so I have a couple things I want to say. Number one, I do not, if I was on the wild right now, if I was a player, I would not want to be at tomorrow's practice. Yeah. But Dean Everson, that would just be horrendous because with those fans that showed up tonight, they did not see one goal in the net, which is just boggles my mind. Number two, I'm sure everyone's seen the video at the beginning of the season right? Like he made all those money deals, just gets the fans so excited. Right. Mm -hmm. And what makes me so pissed off, it's not even as much of the penalty kill, right? Because we knew coming into this game, our penalty kill was bad, right? It's our power play, right? Because we got, we had so many chances, right? With these power plays. Both teams. And yet, yep. We have, we have the shooters, right? Yet you can't score one goal. And what's even yeah. worse, and I'm sure you guys can agree on this, for the past, what, maybe four or five years, our power play has been kind of below league average, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't fix it. I, I don't know why, but the special teams, it's its really showing its shine right now. And St. Louis, they picked us apart like they did in the Winter Classic, if you ask me. They Absolutely. really just did. So I got to give hats off to St. Louis for one. I mean, they did exactly – they got us rattled. And then for us to get rattled, we make stupid decisions, which is you, you cannot win hockey games like that, especially special teams. But here's and, my problem. Uh, but, hey, here, here's my problem with the entire thing. I agree. The Blues played a great game. Game one, road game was fantastic. But nothing they did surprised you. So, like, how can I give them – I mean, to me, this is far more on the wild and, and a penalty kill that's inexplicably bad because, again – that's partially or largely effort, a power play that's way too cute. Like you knew, you, you've known for how long now, basically two weeks, three weeks, that you were going to face the Blues almost certainly yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, because they got, they Nothing got like they, eight skaters. That... They didn't like reinvent the wheel. They played their game. And you basically were like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? That's what frustrates me. Yeah, what frustrated me was just the mere fact that we had our chances on the power play. And that was supposed to be your strong suit, hopefully, because we knew going into this game, at least I think a decent amount of people did, that our penalty kill, you know, just isn't good. So you would at least expect, you know, hopefully two power play goals, you know, and then maybe one or two even strength goals. But, I mean, like I said, I would not want to be a player in that practice tomorrow. Who knows if Dean's going to go off on him tomorrow or not. But, um, (laughs) yeah, it's just sad because – with every all those hype videos beyond our ice, especially at the start of the season, oh, this is about fucking winning, and uh, they, they just—I mean—they they played dumb, if you ask me. So, yep. thanks, Derek. Thank, thanks, appreciate I, it. I should have told him they probably shouldn't swear, but it is twelve eighteen. It is twelve eighteen in the wild in the morning. And absolutely so. crap the bed in game one. So I yeah, understand I just don't where sense people are coming from. The producer cares that much right now that these people can't contain their anger. Yeah. They're they're vile. Yeah, so that's fun. Yeah, frustrating. Frustrating loss, man. Now I have to do extra work, so that's always fun. But, you know, that's, that's where the, again, yeah, someone said a, this is where the uh, job title comes into play. So It's just so sad because the, the building tonight, I, I mean, they, they had, uh, you know, it's about w- winning hype thing at the beginning. I, I, I actually sent you part of that, and you posted it on our uh, Twitter account. And, you know, that, that place tonight was ready to pop. And it, not only did, did it not pop, but they get shut out for zip and play terrible. You know what? It's at times like this that I like to think about things, Declan Goff, that make us happy. Things, products that make us, uh, who, who are partners, proud partners, and, mm-hmm. and, and products that make us think, you know what, there is good in this world. And one that comes to mind for me personally, chill boys. Because yeah. the Winter Classic stunk Declan Goff, but you went and had a great time. And part of the reason why was because, as I recall, your chill boys were keeping you warm. Is that correct? They are. They always were keeping me warm, especially uh, especially at the Winter Classic or at, uh, at at any golf course that's been happening this last few weeks. Now it's finally warming up, and then I, now it's warmed up yet. I get to wear the performance brand, so now I'm all good. Now now I'm in a much better spot. A little spot, golf for so. you? A little a golf. golf. And, I like to hear that. And, that. and that bamboo fabric or the performance brand, it doesn't matter which one you wear. It's a Minnesota-based company, and it feels great. All right, so are we done, or are, are yes. we go, go, going to spin the wheel and test some more people who might we drop are not. bombs or tell me that they'd like to very Do whatever. Stuff? I think yeah. that guy called, by, by the way, I think Judd's Hockey Show, Ventline, 
Golden Knights Wild Playoff last year, I think that same guy called in once and did the yeah, same exact thing. he did. Because I remember a very weird, weird thing. Yeah, people, all right. people are weird. So, all right, so we're, we're going to be back with more <laughs> vent line. Dark on it. People are talking too loud. Um, be back with more vent line after Wednesday's home game, game two. Hopefully the result is far superior. Um, so we're your chill boys. Drink your your Surleys, your Furiouses, your, your running the gamut of good beers from our friends at Surly Brewing Company, and we will see you soon. And just remember, when you do join us, try not to swear next time. Pass, shoot, score. He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.